Welcome to the Scales and Tails podcast, where we unveil the secrets to weight loss. I'm your host, Brianna Fia Keen, accredited practicing dietitian, mum of four, and foodie fanatic who is constantly hungry because I talk about food all day long. Wouldn't that make you hungry too? Join me as I delve into the essential pillars that shape your weight loss journey, including mindset and motivation, nutrition and healthy eating, exercise and fitness, effective weight loss strategies, behavior change and habits, sleep and stress, and nurturing a positive body image through self-care. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey with me and my guests? I'm here to help you. Let's do this. Welcome back to episode eight in this very first season of Scales and Tales, where we unveil the secrets to medical weight loss. As I near the end of our first season, I'm excited and a little less nervous compared to not only a few months ago when I started. And today's topic is probably not new to you. We're talking a little bit about metabolism. So you may have asked yourself if a sluggish metabolism is to blame for your weight gain. You might have heard about metabolism before, but what do you really know about it? Most people are quite vague on what it is and how it impacts your health and weight. Most simply put, your metabolism is the internal process that happens within your body, which forces your body to use energy and burn calories. So it's all the energy that your body needs for all of the functions that it does. And it's the process which the body changes the food and the drinks that we have into energy. Okay, so during this process, calories in food and drink mix with oxygen and they make energy in the body and then we use it and it runs all day and all night, every hour, every minute. Its job is to keep our body moving, even when we're resting or sleeping. And it does that by converting the food and the nutrients that we consume into energy in your body. Okay, the energy that we need to breathe, to send blood around your body, to keep your hormones even, to grow and repair cells, to keep your organs working properly, your hair, skin and nails growing and everything else in between that it does so that you can survive. But the number of calories that each body needs at rest um, and the number of calories, calories that we need when we're more active are very different, okay? So the calories that we need at rest when we are doing nothing but sleeping, so it's just for those basic functions, is known as our basal metabolic rate, okay? And that's called our, also called our basal metabolism. We can get differences in our metabolism speed, um, and, you know, those differences can... I mean, it's easier or harder for people to gain or lose weight. So a slow metabolism burns fewer calories, which means more gets stored as body fat. And that's why some people have difficulty losing weight just because they cut calories. And a fast metabolism burns calories at a much quicker rate, which explains why some people can eat a lot of food and not gain any extra kilos. More often than not, though, weight gain can't be attributed to a slow or sluggish metabolism. Like, I mean, obviously there are certainly conditions that can cause weight gain, such as Cushing syndrome or um, disorders of the thyroid, such as hypothyroidism. But more often than not, it's lifestyle factors that are impacting on metabolism. 
And so what I want to look at is um, a number of different lifestyle factors that can affect your metabolic rate today. And then I want to talk about how we can improve your metabolism. So now that you've got an understanding of what metabolism is, let's dive into what affects your metabolic rate. There's lots and lots of factors that can increase or decrease your metabolic rate, which is the amount of energy that your body uses each day. Okay, just a quick recap there. So number one is our body size and the amount of muscle mass we have. So a larger body will require more energy. Um, As someone with more muscle, um, in particular, needs more energy to maintain their body. So any reduction in body or muscle mass will usually result in a slower metabolic rate. So the more muscle mass we have, the higher our metabolism is, the higher our fat burning ability will be, and the more weight loss we will achieve. Um, dieting, so any restrictive form of eating, so fasting, dieting, food restriction, anything that's going to um, trigger your body to conserve energy is it can slow down your metabolism. You know, it's a survival mechanism of your body. It's sometimes called the famine response because our body is just kind of hanging on to all of the fuel that it has in fear of a future famine because it doesn't know when it's going to get adequate calories again. Your body is very effective in recognizing that energy shortage and it's going to reduce your metabolism to try and save energy because of that. So there is a very fine line there. Number three is weight loss. So weight loss, especially when it's rapid, can reduce that um, metabolic rate. Number four is regularity of eating. You know, and if you've ever been a client of mine, you will know that I encourage all of my patients to be eating roughly every three or four hours because eating regularly increases your metabolic rate. Whereas having long periods of time without food decreases it. And that's just because of the thermic effect of food. You know, it's helpful to eat at regular periods to improve your metabolism. We can't, however, change our genetics. Um, Our genes can influence how slow or how quick our metabolism is, and it's nothing that we can do anything about. In terms of gender, generally males have more muscle mass than women, meaning that they usually have a higher metabolic rate and require more energy. The next one is movement. So this includes all structured and planned activities, as well as things like um, gardening and cleaning, so that incidental activity that you do throughout the day. Life stage, so some people's metabolism increases at particular times throughout their life where they're experiencing significant growth um, and development. So things like puberty or pregnancy um, tend to increase our metabolism. Um, and if you're unwell, so if your body has uh infection or illness um, and needs to cope with that we often have a higher metabolic rate to help with that healing process so they're kind of all of the things that affect your metabolic rate Um, some people do seem to lose weight more quickly than others but everyone who loses weight does so because they're burning more calories than they're eating and the bottom line is that calories count To lose weight, we need to eat fewer calories or burn more calories or a combination of both, okay? Um, You might be wondering if you can speed up your naturally slow metabolism or or rev up one that has become sluggish over time, and the short answer is yes. 
you can manipulate your metabolism to some degree. It's often a small change here and there, um, but you know, lots of those small changes over a prolonged period of time means that you can help to burn more calories. So what I want to look at is the seven things that you can do to improve your metabolism now that we've looked at what impacts your metabolism. So picking up the pace. So I really love to incorporate some high-intensity interval training into exercise routines, um, particularly because your metabolism can stay revved up um, for as much as a full day. Okay, so it's just going to increase that fat burning ability for you. Eat protein at all of your meals and snacks. We know that protein can boost your metabolism so that you burn more calories. It actually takes longer to burn protein compared to carbs and fats, and it helps to preserve your muscle mass, which is often a side effect of dieting. We don't want to lose that muscle mass. Number three is don't skip meals. Your metabolism very quickly adapts and starts using fewer calories for body functions. So if you restrict calories too much, your body starts to break down muscles for energy. Okay, and a loss of muscle mass is going to slow down the metabolism. So eating protein at all of your meals and not skipping meals is super important. In combination with some of that high-intensity interval training, hit training, we want to do some of that um, weight training. So your metabolism will increase whenever you eat, digest, and store food, and that's a process called the thermic effect of food. Protein has a higher thermic effect of food, okay? takes longer to burn. So that weight training is going to increase that muscle mass. That muscle mass is going to help with that fat-burning ability. Stand up more. How many of us are guilty of sitting at a desk all day long? I certainly am. So standing or stepping at work is associated with having a lowered cardiometabolic risk score. So weight, body fat, body weight circumference, blood pressure, cholesterol, and insulin levels. So all of those really good metabolic things are going to decrease when we can stand up more, okay? Get a good night's sleep. I know that's a little bit difficult for some, um, but a lack of sleep can affect the levels of ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone, um, and our satiety hormone, leptin. As a response, you know, how your body metabolizes fat also changes with sleep deprivation, which may lead to weight gain. So, uh, you know, getting to the habit of having really good quality sleep and having a nice sleep, what I call hygiene, hygiene routine. The last one is quit smoking. So your metabolism may slow down a little bit um, if you do quit smoking, but you'll have a far lower risk of cancer, heart disease, and other problems. So for your health um, and to improve that overall health and metabolism, metabolic profile, that cardiac profile, quit smoking would be the last one that I'm suggesting. So if you think that you have a bit of work to do on getting all your ducks in a line to help improve your metabolism, now that we've looked at how you can improve your metabolism and you, you want to know how much protein you, you should be having or you want to know how many calories are appropriate for you um, for what you do, then, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to give you that helping hand. So please reach out to me and see how I can help. www.yourfamiliesnutritionist.com.au. Bye for now. That's all I have for you today. Another episode done and dusted here at Scales and Tails, unveiling the secret of weight loss podcast. I hope you found valuable insights and practical tips to support your weight loss journey. Remember, sustainable change takes time. So be patient and kind to yourself. I'd love for you to head to my website at 
yourfamilysnutritionist.com.au. I so appreciate you being here, so thank you. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review so that others can find the podcast and have the opportunity to achieve something they've thought was impossible up until now. Between now and then, when I'm next in your ears, I hope you find the joy in the food you eat and get to share it with those you love, including yourself.